Welcome, thank you for joining in and listening. This is the T&G Golfcast. This is episode one. I'm the T-half of this podcast. My name's Tom. My co-host who's sitting opposite me is Gareth. He's the G portion. You said a few words, buddy? Hi, how we doing? Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it means a lot. This is uh, a project we've been thinking about for a long time. Uh, initially, we thought we could start off, and obviously, Tom, where are well, you from? Yeah, it's... <laughs> So I'm I'm the more blessed of the two of us. I'm oh, lucky thanks. enough to play my golf at St Andrews in Scotland. So I've uh, been playing golf probably since I was about 8 or 10 years old, thanks to my father, who's, as much as I've got a passion for the game, his is way above mine. Different level stuff. Yeah, he, so he got me into golf, um, and from about 13 or 14 it got further the passion grew further by joining St Andrews Golf Club with the same one as my dad um, started off on the smaller courses you get the enjoyment of it and then managed to get myself a handicap and back in then before we've got the new system now under the old system I had the highest handicap possible 28 as a junior and whittled it down now at 35 that I'm playing off of 3 2.9 to be exact So got to be exact Got to be exact, yeah. It's lower than three, it sounds better, doesn't it? So, yeah. Um, but to put that into context within my club alone, it's quite frightening how actually I'm still good golfer or would be classed as a good golfer. But in St Andrews itself, because there's three clubs, you've got the or three, well, four male clubs, in fact. You've got the St Andrews Golf Club, which I'm a member of, the new club, the RNA, obviously, and within the St Andrews Golf Club as well, you've got a, a third club called the Thistle Club. But in terms of percentages of where my handicap sits in St Andrews itself, I'm only at 13%, so a lot better than most. But I thought three would be good. It's not as good as I'd hoped. I mean, the St Andrews Golf Club itself, this, the list is scratch. Um, yeah, I'll, like, as, as I say, like yeah. to put it even in a further context, in Scotland just alone. So, St Andrews, I'm thirteen percent in terms of where my handicap sits. Um, then even in Fife, I go down to five percent, and in Scotland across the whole, I sit in the top three percent. So it does show how good the, the caliber of golfers are in St Andrews. Um, how about yourself, Gareth? Well, I started playing golf. Six years ago. Um, what go- made you get into golf? Oh, did I do that? Did I do that? Sounds too... <laughs> so, tell me your name. No. Um, <laughs> I started playing with a couple of mates, um, and we were hitting the local courses in Dundee, uh, Caird Park, Carberdown. Um, to be fair, it was a good sort of way to start playing golf, but then obviously uh, I met your sister... You date my sister? I do, yeah. She's uh, very unlucky to be in that position herself. But anyway, I then meet you and your dad, David, and um, it wasn't that it was forced upon me, but I became attracted to golf even more. Very, you get, very you get to that point in time as well where your body was aching from playing football that much, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I played a very poor level of that, <laughs> and uh, my body took the effects of that I quite badly say poor level I, I, from the stories you told me I class you as a Sergio Ramos of the Scottish world yes I did set records for yellow cards but it's different 
that's no golf anyway so um, yeah met you guys and then the love for golf just started from there um, I've been working I would say hard for the first two years playing golf I'd go to the range most nights play most weekends summertime we'd get out there two or three times a week maybe um, started off like you say myself as well 28 handicap um, everyone's got to start somewhere everyone's though, somewhere they? Eh? and uh, yeah you find out quite quickly how hard the game is um, how frustrating it is as well but you just keep coming back every single time um, with regards to handicap the lowest I've been is 10 which now, is really respectable there's an asterisk against that in my opinion because I got down to 10 on the short course at Monty Faith actually matter. I know it was my, it was my asterisk itself so got down to 10 um, I thought I'd be going down to 9 but I think I got down to 9.8 or something like that so I still classified as 10 uh, now I am sitting at 13.3 to be exact but oh, that obviously changed uh, from moving from Monty Faith to Arbroath links and Arbroath good golf course good golf course tough golf course you get every <laughs> Every, every season every, in one every game. wind direction every yeah. season you can possibly think of you've yeah. got no protection whatsoever that's a good golf course though. it's a very good golf course yeah um, now for me we I first played it years ago and I played it and it was fog so I think we got, got to like hole 15 and you couldn't see like 100 yards in front of you so that was good so but we came back a group of us uh, me, Graham, Darren we joined it was the start of last year and managed to get their handicap sorted out as well. They love it. I mean, you, you know yourself how good it is. Um, it is a good golf course. It's not one that's kind of top of the pile on it's, the coast. Anyway. It's a weird one to categorise the golf course because for those who've played it, if they're not members, more, more often than not, they'll speak highly of it as a good golf course. I don't know if you'd categorise it as a, a hidden gem because it it's known enough I suppose we're situated up the road because it's coast. on the east coast of Scotland yeah. you're in Link's Paradise yeah so yeah. yeah it's it's close enough to St Andrews that I think it would get a mention but Carnoustie's there as well is it well yeah it's not far away from Carnoustie as well like you say so it it definitely I don't think it hits the criteria of a of a hidden gem no no I wouldn't say that no. but it's it's if you're in that area and you've not played Arbroath get yourself to Arbroath it's a really good golf course yeah exactly the club pro down there is uh, Craig Knobs as well so check him out and have a look at the pro shop that he's got he's uh, always I mean always fully stocked in that place as well so he does well um, check him out on Instagram at Arbroath Golf Links Pro Shop yeah, oh, I think so. throwing out the mentions oh, already oh early doors mate early doors yeah. yeah definitely Arbroath when you like to uh, sponsor the podcast <laughs> let us know Craigie boy get in touch son get in touch I'll take um, some TP5s yeah exactly yeah definitely mate so We'll start off with the podcast, really, the reason behind it, and why Tom and myself have decided to get into the podcast and world. Because <laughs> my back's knackered and I can't hit a golf shot at the moment, so I yeah, need to do I, something in golf. I just keep talking about golf, man, definitely. <laughs> so, for you personally, Tom, have you been inspired by any podcasts? I mean, I don't know, I have. I listen to a lot of them on my job, day to day, driving I never job. used to listen to podcasts that much, podcasts, I should say, even, that, that much. Um, but with the commute to work now, it's... I find it actually easier to listen to a podcast than some radio stations. Yeah. So I think we've got quite similar ones, obviously, from the golfing background. Yeah. The biggest one out there is probably the Rick Shields um, golf podcast. Two million subs, man. He's killing it. But so I often started listening to those. 
piques your interest. I've got a passion about golf, so it's relatable. I've moved somewhat further afield, things like um, Diary of a CEO. I find Stephen Bartlett's just fantastic. I can listen to some of those ones for hours on end. And then more recently now, you've even got the likes of another big YouTube social influencer, Peter Finch. He started his with the rough cut with his team, and they're only about four or five episodes in. Really good stuff. A lot of it might actually sound like we're copying them because we've had similar ideas when we've been bouncing ideas off us of what we were going to have content-wise here. I, mean, I was so frustrated there. Why? Listen to episode one of the rough cut. I thought, oh, we'll go some of my content then. Yeah, but <laughs> the difference yeah. the difference is he's a pro, yeah. uh, a playing pro, a coaching pro, and has more contact with the high elite golfers through obviously his uh, status at YouTube and stuff like that. So he can talk from it in his more elite level, shall we say? Yeah. And we'll bring it down into the layman's term. And the if more we working, can do, if we can do that, yeah. yeah, the more working class version of it. Definitely. Uh, me personally, I. I mean, my job for like, for the last four or five years has involved me driving and covering the whole Scotland and at times England as well so a podcast comes in very handy uh, for me obviously like Tom said there I mean Rick Shields Peter Finch uh, Stephen Bartlett Diary CEO uh, for me as well I listen to a lot of the open goal guys uh, Cy Ferry and that all about the football uh, Gary Neville with overlap I mean stuff like that it just keeps you Entertained for two or three hours when you're driving. Um, I hate I like him so much. Yeah, it's because you're a dirty, dirty Lord fan, aren't you? Um, Surprised which team you support then, eh? Yeah, I might be a surprise, but I follow Man United, so me and Tom, if we're not talking about golf, we're talking about how much we hate each other um, in regards to football. So yeah, that's kind of why we've got into it. Um, we talk about golf non-stop. You can ask our <laughs> respectable partners. Um, I've been talking shot up quite a few times when talking about it, or the roll of the eyes is kind of enough at times as well. So yeah, so we'll give it a go. Um, yeah, yeah, just seeing where this goes. It's just at the moment, it's just you and I sitting opposite each other having a conversation, hoping people will listen. Staring into my eyes. Hopefully, we get something. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm staring at my phone now. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't. We get some engagement back from it because yeah. obviously, if you are listening again thanks um, but we, we do have social media platforms we've got a Twitter account we've got an Instagram account we've been trying to ramp up a little bit of interest on those and we do want your engagement we do want if you've got questions you want to fire at us even reviews of how you found the podcast things we could improve please do get involved and I think a nice little segue we also started a f- fantasy golf league with the DP World Tour Fantasy uh, League and I'm even more in the doghouse, as Gareth says, we like to talk about golf a bit too much um, for the respectable partners, but I'm fortunate enough that my wife does enjoy the game and does like to play, and she's currently kicking everyone's backsides in the uh, fantasy world. See the fact that she's done the United fan as well, makes it worse for me personally, you know what I mean? I mean, she's been top five. Well, there's only been two weeks, but she has been top five. She's been top five? five. No, and she's sitting very high on her perch right now with 1,911 points at the top of it you're quite respectable as well though you're in the top 10 see I said to you from day one that I might like be petering about the bottom but thankfully a boy that we both know (laughs) (laughs) and we do like him but it's just good to see that our friend John Doherty 
has been near the bottom of the pile. He's got some strong shoulders, though, on him. It, yeah, he does, yeah. yeah he's a big lad. Because what's the, what's the table at now? Is it 71 in there? We've got 72. 72, there's been yeah, a new so edition. still growing now, even after you started about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah, so... Hi, John. Love you, mate, but... Where is he now? 70th? No, he's 60... 60th. Six, oh, he's climbing. He was six, yeah. He was 67th after week one out of 68. Yeah. Until about... 12 hours ago I think I seen him at 69 you like that one so he's climbing so you're putting in some respect yeah. respectable performances there are John uh, myself I haven't been mentioned yet I'm sitting middle of the pack at 33 <laughs> so anything I say know that my golfing knowledge is not as good as it should be well there'd be a big change in the table this week with um, obviously Rory playing uh, world number one Rory yeah. decided to come and play at Dubai and uh, oh, he's having a good good Sunday anyway. well he had a Sunday. very slow start didn't he yeah. was he sitting at one over for the hang front nine and then he took the turn on the first day and decided he remembered how to play golf again and start making birdies <laughs> some start he had this morning yeah because obviously as we're as we're recording this this is day three on Sunday and he went four for four for four in birdies and the so that's some way to start around a golf. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously, you, in the Fantasy League, you, you pick six players and uh, you, you pick every sort of competition that's getting played. You can make one of them your captain as well to get extra points. Um, in regards to players... You who, can only pick them five times. That's if they're, if they're DP World Tour members, you get a maximum of five picks per player. So you've got to be a bit savvy about who you take when you take them. Yeah. Those coming from outside the world of the DP World Tour whether it be the PGA if they're coming across or if it's from the lesser liked live golf tour <laughs> can't wait to get into live man comments that's, uh, comments and uh, yeah. opinions to come <laughs> um, you only get about three of them because I think they don't come across and play the DP World Tour that much so yeah regards to players this week who's your six that you've picked my six yeah now I picked I went with high hopes and if Well, you had a bad first week, didn't you? At yours. I didn't have that bad a week. I only had one player miss the cut. They just didn't play that well. I went Talking about yours. I never told you that I've played yours. I wish I hadn't mentioned yours. No, Gareth, you haven't told me you've played yours links. Have you played yours links before? Mate, I've played yours links. DP World Tour. You're saying we? Course. I walked the course. Well, so you, you walked played it. it. But you were there cheering me on the whole time. As I smashed one off a path three into the, is it the water, I think. Right, the water down the right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's about what one seventy, one eighty off the tees you guys were playing off the day. Um, huh. Anyway, it was it was uh, well. Let's just say my aim is to get back there one day and play it again. No, you might <laughs> want to stop the podcast and go back and get back on the road then and get some work done. Yeah, I've got a second job maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Just thought I'd throw it in there to annoy Tom. But yeah, anyway, um, you're six for this week regarding the... So I think most people will have picked world number one Rory McIlroy as he was coming across, and why wouldn't you pick the world number one player in the game? So he's had previous good good record in the Middle East where he's played. So yeah, I've got Rory. I captained him. Minwoo Lee, who's having a... I think he's recovering his, his week. He didn't start off too great. 
my wild card pick was Rasmus Hoygaard coming good. in back off of injury. Good player, man. Good player. Yo-yo between him and Bob McIntyre. Should have gone with Bob. Sick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to butcher this boy's name, but I hope he makes the Ryder Cup team in the picks. Guido Miglosi. Miglosi. Natalian. Aye. Natalian boy. So I'm hoping, he, again, he missed the cut. Uh, I went from one missed cut last week to two this week. Player who played really well last week, Sebastian Soderberg. He played really badly this week. <laughs> Plus six missed the cut. And then bringing up the rear is Jason Scrivener, the Australian. Again, he's only tied 74th at two under. So don't copy my picks, people. No, we'll, we'll have a good week or tell you a copy on, but he's had a bit of a. Two poor weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my picks, um, for the second time, I picked Manuel Lee, and obviously him at Yaz finishing tie second. He played really well last he week. He played really well last week. Could have won it as well. Yeah. I mean, wasn't far off it, but a wonderful bunker shot on 17 from. Uh, yeah, we haven't even Victor. spoken about that. No. That, that bunker <laughs> shot from Victor Perez. What a shot. Yeah, I've watched that a few times. Early though. contender for shot of the year. Yeah. I mean, the, the way it stopped and then just took off again. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Um, so, yeah, Manuel Lee. He was obviously tied 30th at the minute. Um, seven under. Again, like Tom says, a lot of people would have picked this man. Marco Roy, one number one. I captained him as well. And he's obviously sitting top of the pile at the minute at 15 under. I picked Shane Lowry for the second time. And, yeah, I don't uh, know what went on there. No, he must have caught. I mean, obviously had a bit of a nightmare. I again. wonder if he still yeah, got the nightmares from his last round on Sunday at Yaz. Because yeah. he was there or thereabouts until he decided to put his second shot in water at 16. Listen, we're He's enjoying done, it. Mate. We're enjoying it. We're, in, we're nearly in February. We're enjoying it. I can find water on a golf course when there's no water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, fourth pick for me was actually a local lad to us. More to, obviously Tom's neck of the woods, but it was uh, young Connor Syme. Well, his father is based out of Dromoig and yeah. Scotts Craig at Tayport and just down the road. But yeah, good good golfer is Connor Syme. Good couple of weeks, sir. Good couple Aye. of weeks, yeah. He's obviously tied 38th at the minute as well, as we speak. What's uh, he six sitting under. Six. Six under. Yeah. So he's dropped three because he started the day at nine, so he's had a bit of a poor day Yeah, he's definitely over. Cannot, yeah. Uh, fifth pick, Victor Perez. And then final pick, who is a man who did have a good couple of days through Yaz, uh, Molinari, Francesco. Okay. He obviously missed the cut at three over. Another uh, one who's... Like Shane Lowry, big year coming up this year for these guys with it being Ryder Cup. These guys have really got to start. Because I think there's going to be... Because as the European side, obviously... Well, I'll not get too much into it because we are going to talk about this a lot in future episodes. They're going to have to really buck their ideas up because there's a few few Europeans who are fighting for these places this year. Hi everybody, it's uh, Gareth from the TNG Golfcast. Uh, just to make you aware, that's the end of part one. Um, we have recorded this episode and split it into two parts for you, um, so head on over to listen to part two. Um, also, we want to know what you think as well so far. Um, we've got social media, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram, we've also got an email address as well, and you'll find all that information in the podcast description. Thanks again, and uh, let us know what you think. Cheers. <laughs>